Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Hello, future doctors. Thanks again for joining us and all of the support we have been getting from all of our listeners. Today, I wanted to devote this episode to a question that I get asked frequently from high school students. When I go to college, should I stay home or should I move away? I think this question probably will apply also to any transfer student. Now, this is a loaded question because there are several factors to consider. I hope today we can address some of these factors and hopefully provide some sort of direction as to which choice is best for you. Let us break it down by scenario as we try to address some things to consider. I will go over some benefits of living at home first and then go over disadvantages. But before I start, Dr. Marina, you actually went quite a ways from home when you went away to college. Can you tell everyone how you made that decision instead of staying home? Sure. So I did, I did go somewhat far away for college. It was about 400 miles from home. It was about a six-hour drive from Southern California, where my parents were, to Northern California, where I was going to college. And it's not a super long distance, but it's definitely far enough that you can't just drive there without planning and thinking about it and making a trip out of it. I was really conflicted about leaving home. On the one hand, I really wanted to escape my crowded house with four brothers that were a bit great and amazing at times. And I also wanted to go out and explore the world and develop a sense of independence. On the other hand, I felt pressure from my parents to stay closer to home because it would be less expensive. And of course, they loved me and they had a hard time letting go. They were also afraid of letting their only daughter go and live 400 miles away on her own. If I'm honest, I was also afraid of being on my own for the first time in my life. I think I ultimately chose to leave home because I knew I wanted a better future for myself than my parents had been able to have for themselves. And I needed to aim high and take the opportunity I had in order to help myself succeed. I also knew that if I stayed home, it would be difficult to really focus on my studies because there would be more distractions at home and more expectations for me to help my parents with their work and their housework. It can be hard to focus when you're in a crowded house with seven people, and that would have been the situation I was in. So in the end, I did make the choice to go to Stanford, to go away for college, and ultimately that was the right choice for me. So now that you've heard what Dr. Marina went through, let's get started and go over the advantages of staying home. Of course, one, I would say the most popular one that I hear from students and even parents is the financial piece of it. So first of all, you can get free rent, right? If you stay home, well, at least most of you. So living at home will definitely save you a lot of money on monthly rent or dorm living expenses. And this can have a pretty significant impact, especially for those that live in a high cost of living areas or their college that they're going to go to is in an area where it's expensive. So this obviously translates to needing less college loans. Then there's the free meals uh, part. Another big spending ticket item, believe it or not, is how much money you actually will spend on food. Living at home will definitely save you a lot of money on groceries and eating out. 
Again, this also translates into needing less loans for college. This could also, if you think about it, mean that you might even eat healthier if you're at home since you're not as likely to go through those easy drive throughs and get a bunch of junk food. So it could technically also make you healthier. But I will say this with a caveat because this varies in each uh, family household. For myself growing up, I didn't have very healthy eating habits in my Mexican family. I actually learned how to eat healthier while I was in college and beyond. Again, this point will be different for each person. So then also, the other benefit of living at home is that you know you'll have a good support system. There's nothing like coming home every day to a family who loves you unconditionally. Staying home will allow having very good solid support system. And then the other thing that it'll help with is, you know, it really helps address those feelings of feeling homesick when you move away. Although this feeling is usually transient for most students, it could be very stressful for some other students. And then the other benefit of of being at home with your parents is that it allows you and it gives you time as well, I would say, to adjust to the culture shock of when you go to college because it is very different from high school. Dr. Marina, do you feel like you experienced more homesickness or culture shock going to Stanford? And how did you deal with it? Mm -hmm. I would say more culture shock, but I did experience both homesickness and culture shock. I was homesick, especially in the beginning, the first couple of months. And I think almost every college student goes through this. Everybody feels homesick to some extent. I missed my parents, my mom's cooking, my friends, my home and familiar environment, and sometimes even my annoying brothers. And there was a lot of culture shock too. Like I mentioned, there were a lot of students that came from more privileged backgrounds than I did. And I felt like I had to try to pretend to fit in within that environment. But inside, I didn't feel like I always belonged, especially in the beginning. Luckily, I was able to find some friends that came from more humble backgrounds like me, and we helped to encourage each other. Most college campuses are pretty big, so chances are that if you look and you're willing to meet new people, you will find at least a few other students who you have things in common with. Just don't give in to the lie that you don't belong there, because you do, and colleges need people like you. I couldn't have said that better. So just as Dr. Marina pointed out, just remember, it's very normal to get homesick, but usually it's It's transient just for the first couple of months, and then you adapt. And then when you stay home, the other thing, too, that it'll help with is avoiding distractions. So when you stay home, you're you're likely to decrease your exposure to distractions and temptations that are in college. And examples of those would be like partying, drinking, or simply just doing a lot of fun stuff instead of studying, which is the reason why you're going to college. Uh, Staying home gives you a sense of more control of your environment. So for example, if you're at home, you may easily be able to create a quiet setting for yourself. Maybe you can turn on and off the TV or music whenever you want. Whereas if you live with a roommate, you really no longer have that control. A roommate may come home late at night and be loud, or even that roommate might have really loud friends, and then they invade your communal space. Mm-hmm. And then the roommate might watch TV a lot or play music really loud, which interrupts you from focusing. So uh, just something else to consider too, and then considering the benefits of being at home. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because 
you really have to weigh your own situation. Some people will have more distractions at home Mm -hmm. and some people will have more distractions in a dorm room. So it depends like how many people are at home, how many people would there be in a dorm room? If you were in a dorm room, would you have your own private bedroom or would you be sharing like a big space with a lot of other people? My first year in college, I was just sharing a room with one other person and she was pretty quiet and reserved. She didn't play loud music. So it worked well for both of us, but every situation is different. Some roommates are pretty rowdy and some are not. And some people at home have like really loud family members or like they're always blaring music or blaring the TV or there's always drama. So just consider the situation in your family and your potential colleges. Exactly. And then the other benefit of staying at home is that you avoid the home maintenance, just daily hassles that uh, if you were not living at home that you would have to deal with. So what does this mean? This means buying groceries and toiletries, cleaning the house, doing dishes, laundry, all these things, believe it or not, take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about some disadvantages of living at home in which it might be better for you to live on campus or near your college campus. So one, I know I earlier said that having free rent, but this might not be the case for everyone. There might, for some students, if they stay home, they're required to pay rent. So if you are, in that case, you might be better off instead going away to college and living closer to your college campus. Another point is uh, it might provide more options for your future goals if you go away to college. It's possible that maybe there's not that many colleges or universities in which you can choose from that are close to where your parents live. And this can limit your options as to what your future career goals are. Uh, Colleges near your parents' home may also not offer the major that you are interested in or be a competitive school that you need to get into medical school. And these can be real deal breakers for some of you. You'll have to do your research before you make the decision to ensure that you're creating the best scenario to get to medical school. And then the other benefit of living living close to campus would be avoiding the travel time, traffic, and all the associated costs with having a car. Depending on how far your parents live, it may be a long drive to get to college. I went to UC Riverside and my parents lived in San Diego. At that time, the distance between my college and my parents, it would have taken me about an hour each way to get home and then come back. So that means I would have just lost two hours of my day commuting. And then you also have to consider traffic. So uh, in some cities, traffic is just crazy. And if you've ever been to Los Angeles, you know what I mean. (laughs) Uh I did residency in Los Angeles, and I literally lived about 15 to 20 minutes away from the hospital. But the traffic is so congested that it would take me about 45 minutes to an hour just to get to the hospital and then back. So just something else to consider depending where you live. And then the other car issues, just the gas expenses and the car maintenance costs as well. Gas can get very pricey and it can add up. Who knows what gas is going to be in the future? But for me right now, March 2022 in San Diego, it is over $5 a gallon. That is a lot of money if you're going to be traveling quite a ways. And then you also have to consider having a car. 
There are some universities that are not car dependent. So you could forego a car payment or even car insurance if you choose one of those universities. So that would save you some money. And then simply just having a car and running it here and there, you'll have the wear and tear. So usually that'll cost money to just have uh, repairs for it. And then the other point, if you do have a car, which I don't know if it's talked about a lot when you're going from high school into college, is just the parking. I don't know if you've ever heard, but part, finding a parking space on a college campus is absolutely a nightmare. I don't know if you ever had a car, Dr. Marina, in Stanford, but if like when I was in medical school, it would be it was horrible uh-huh. <laughs> trying to find a parking space. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that's something to really consider as well. And then I'll also add that it's it could get pricey too in some college campuses because you have to purchase a parking permit. And it's usually like a, a monthly fee, quarterly fee, or yearly fee. And it's a pretty significant value. And of course, this this value changes depending where your college is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those permits can be really expensive, like five hundred to a thousand dollars per semester. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah, so make sure you do your research there if with the colleges of interest, just so you you can keep that in mind when you're trying to make your decision. There's also the option of just public transportation wherever you go, but I think another key thing is in some areas even public transportation can be costly depending where you live. And then a plus side of living on campus or close to campus is that you can just walk, bike, or skateboard to school. It really takes the headache out of predicting how much traffic you're going to be in. And then if the weather is crazy, how long, if you'll get to class on time, and that's even scarier when you have an exam coming up. And then even just finding parking, like we mentioned. Plus, if you do live close, I personally would walk to school every day, walk back and forth. Um, It also gives you some exercise. So that's also a good thing for your health. Dr. Marina, did you consider any of these when applying to college? And did you have to go through any of these issues? Yeah, I, I mean, I had to consider housing and transportation both. One thing I loved about where I went about Stanford is that almost all of the undergraduates lived on campus, which meant that I could easily walk from my dorm to my classes. It would be like a 10 to 15 minute walk to most classes. But a lot of students, they didn't just walk, they also had bikes. Um, All the dorms had big bike rack areas. And I would say the vast majority of students biked across campus which was actually kind of fun because like in between classes, like the 10 minutes between (laughs) classes, like the campus was just full of bicycles and you had to be careful not to get into a bike accident. (laughs) Um, But that was really convenient because it meant that I didn't have to have a car. And in fact, I didn't have a car for my first two years of college, but because of the accessibility and the bikes, The campus also had shuttles. So if you needed to go somewhere that was a little further away, like all the way across to the other end of campus, or if you needed to go to the grocery store or somewhere else like a restaurant, usually there were shuttles or like a bus system that could get you there. So I didn't end up getting a car until my third year of college. But at that point, I did have to pay for a parking permit, which added to the budget. And as for the costs of housing, Part of my financial aid package helped to cover that and not just the housing in the dorm, but also a meal plan because most of the dorms had like cafeterias with meal plans as well. So I definitely considered all of those factors and it was really helpful that the financial aid package covered a lot of those costs. 
So make sure you guys review your financial aid package <laughs> for each school individually, please. Yes. <laughs> and then if you don't know, ask. Ask that your a lot of your high school uh, counselors they're very familiar with the financial aid packages, or even just calling. FAFSA, if you have questions, or the college itself to ask questions about certain things, but just make sure you ask if you're not too sure or you don't understand something mm -hmm. yeah. um, on your package. I would add also that this is one of the benefits of applying to a couple of different schools, because if you just apply to one school, you're only going to have one option. If you apply to five different schools and maybe get into three of them, then you have three different options, including three different financial aid packages to choose from. And then you can compare what each one is offering you and pick the best one for you. Yes. Please don't limit yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then another, uh, another plus side of also living close to campus is just the access you'll have to campus activities and social life as well. So just by being present near the campus or on campus, if you're in the dorms, you find out more about fun college activities. And this really, really helps in letting you build this new community around you and new friendships. It almost becomes a home away from home. And the reality is that proximity is what builds friendships and relationships. I found that some students and even some friends I had that didn't experience this because they chose to live at home. They didn't create those similar strong, long-lasting college friendships as you know the people, the, the students that do go, or even the friends I made. And and like I said, the friends that I have today, probably my the closest friends that I have today, where we've been involved in each other's weddings, kids' birthdays, and so forth, were the friends that I've met in college or medical school. Plus, if you live quite a ways from your college campus, you likely will not want to participate in any activities because you really don't want to engage in that drive or just the time it takes to get there and then having to drive back. And then I have to say, living close to campus or even on campus is just nice to walk to class uh, and then go home right after. Then I would also be able to sneak a nap in between classes sometimes <laughs> and then go back. So that was really just, just nice and helpful. Or if there was a meeting of one of the organizations I was involved in, I'd go home, have dinner, and then go back and then walk back. So it's, it's really convenient. And then I think the biggest one of at least for first-generation college students is you don't really have to deal with the boundary issues and family expectations. Personally, I feel this one is a big reason why it might be better to go away to college for first-generation college students. And I want to define what a first-generation college student is because I actually, Dr. Brina, I came, I, I was watching this video with, uh, with a friend who works with a lot of, of high school kids, and they're all going to be first-generation college students. And they said, you know, when I heard that word, I didn't even know what it was. Uh -huh. So, and I said, you know, we, re we referenced to it a lot. But the definition, we've really never talked about it. So you're basically a first-generation college student if you're the first in your family to go. If you have some distant uncle, aunt, cousin, you don't even know them, that you're still a first-generation college student because there is no one within your home that went to college and can understand what it's like to get to college and the experience of college. So if that is you, that's what you are considered. Being a first-generation college student, in most cases, have parents that don't understand the college expectations, right? So your parents may think of college as the same as you being in high school, and it's so not, definitely not. 
You may still be treated like you're a teenager, even though you're already an adult. You may still have house rules to abide by, like curfew and responsibilities around the home, or even in the caretaking of family, like watching over your siblings or, or doing things for your parents or grandparents. I will tell you that once you get to college, you're not going to be able to do as much for your family like you did when you were in high school. No matter how much you explain to your parents too, they won't understand what college is like. And it's simply because they just didn't go to college. Again, not all parents are like this, but I find that for many first-generation college students, this could be an issue. And then setting boundaries with families, and I think we've referenced to this before, it's really difficult. As a matter of fact, some of the advantages that we spoke about earlier of living at home were actually disadvantages for me, and even Dr. Marina brought them up when she was sharing her experience. Like the loud noises, TV, she had her brothers that might uh-huh. come and bother her. Well, you know, in my house, they watch TV a lot. And I really couldn't just go in and tell my mom or my dad, hey, can you turn that off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bothering me. <laughs> Especially with my dad, that was not going to go down right. Family would also constantly visit unannounced. And that, I think, is very normal for our culture where you have aunts, cousins. They don't necessarily have to say, hey, I'm coming over. They just show up. So that would be a big distraction for me because then if they show up, you're expected to go out there and greet. But like if you're in the middle of midterms, finals, writing a paper that's due tomorrow, you really don't want to pull away from your focus. So that I know this would have been a huge problem. I think we had like a different aunt come over every day Uh (laughs) and come visit my mom. So. And then um, managing the household administrative duties for your immediate and your extended family. And this I mean by like paperwork, bills, interpreting, if you have parents that don't speak the English language well, this would also take a lot of time out of my own time to study. And the thing is, my parents would sometimes volunteer me to help their friends or other family members without me knowing. (laughs) And then I'd have to go help. And this literally could be two or three hours. And if I would have stayed home and imagine I have a midterm or a test, my parents wouldn't understand. They'd probably think I'm the most evil daughter in the world for saying no because I had a test. Uh-huh. So again, these are just things that not all students go through, but I think a lot of the first generation college students do go through. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my family also had a lot of family functions. I come from a very large family. So I think I would have just been tempted to want to be part of it. And and this was like literally every weekend. And then in my home, we didn't have a very large home. So I, I don't think I would have had a place to study. It might be different for some other students. So um, just having my own space was big for me too. And then going away to college, I think a big thing is autonomy, the autonomy you get. I think when you live at home, you may not get that autonomy that allows you to grow. Your parents and your older siblings will always see you as that small child, regardless of how old you are. And this may create challenges when you're trying to make decisions for yourself, because they still feel like they have the say. So being away from home allows for growth and understanding that each of your decision and actions result in consequences. And sometimes this can be hard to learn at home because again, your decisions or actions may be someone else's instead of your own. Honestly, if I was living at home during college, I probably would have never studied abroad um, a whole semester in Spain. 
And I think this would have been because my parents would have probably discouraged me from going so far away and being by myself. So I probably would have had fear instilled in me that I would have just made the decision not to go. The other plus side of going away to college is just the full college experience. I think living on campus or near campus really gives you the, that, that true college experience that everyone talks about. While with it could come bad things, there actually is a lot of life lessons that you learn from it as well. And then the friendships are invaluable, and it really does help gain a sense of maturity and independence for your future as you're continuing to grow. Dr. Marina, after looking back and reflecting on your decision to go away to college, would you have done it differently? And what would you personally say was the best thing and worst thing about going away to college? Yeah, great question. I think I made the decision that was right for me. Now, I think, you know, in this episode, we talked about the advantages and the disadvantages because you will always have to consider both sides. And for every person, it's going to be different. For some people, the best decision is going to be staying at home. Maybe you live next to a great university and that's the one you get into and you get great financial aid. That might be right for you, but maybe you don't. And maybe it is best for you to leave home for college. For me, I really think that it because I had this amazing opportunity to go to a very good university, I had to take it and I did. And that was the best thing for me. Now, it doesn't mean it was easy. I struggled a lot in college (laughs) with (laughs) grades and questioning myself and the culture shock and all that stuff. But it was ultimately the right decision. It stretched me. It helped me to develop to my full potential. It helped me to make new connections, just like you said, not just friendships, but also getting to meet professors and people doing research and other doctors. So it really helped with those connections. It also, I think, just expanded my worldview in general because I met new people who had different experiences, both from more privileged backgrounds and middle-class backgrounds and less privileged backgrounds, all races, ethnicities, different languages, different parts of the world. I had professors that were doing amazing things they gave me the examples of how to see the world differently. So I really, really valued that part of my college experience. Um, So I think overall going to Stanford as challenging as it was, it was worth it. It also, I think it really gave me a leg up in applying to medical school because I went to a school with a very good reputation. So even though I struggled and had a slightly lower GPA, the fact that it had a better reputation and was known to have rigorous coursework it helped me when I was applying. So if you were to go back in time, you would you would have made the same decision again? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Although I wouldn't want to know what was ahead. <laughs> because there really were some hard times. But overall, looking back, it was totally worth it. Yeah, you wouldn't be where you are today. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I hope you all learned something today as to how to navigate this personal decision. It's a big decision. And there's no right or wrong answer to it as well. You just have to choose what's best for you and your personal situation. Thanks for taking some of your time and listening. Please keep spreading the love for our podcast and the love on our social media sites on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We love to hear feedback and questions as well. Peace and love, everyone. Bye.